Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Whether you realize it or not, sleep is so important to living a quality life. Without the right amount of sleep and quality sleep, you just can't function. You can't focus. A lot of times people especially children misdiagnosed with ADHD because they're, they're not sleeping properly. So many issues surround it. We're going to talk about that today, the types of sleep apnea and what you can do about it. And interestingly, he helps people as an orthodontist. Yeah, they actually handle things like that. Of course, everything else in, involving the mouth, aligners, metal braces and such, TMJ, we spoke about last time we got together with Dr. Robert Spontoff. He is the Magic Touch orthodontist, and he's back with us. Doctor, welcome back. How are you? I'm good, and how are you? Good, good. It's great to have you here, and I'm, I'm happy we're talking about this because even friends, a lot of people I know continually say, I, I just, I don't sleep well, I have issues sleeping. Do do you feel that the majority of the sleep issues that people have oftentimes come back to sleep apnea? Well, I think sleep apnea is something that's got to be diagnosed by a healthcare professional with the proper testing, but I think a lot of things fall into that category and you have different degrees. Some people are just heavy snorers without that gasping in the middle of the night. But sleep apnea, statistically, a very high percentage of the population does have some of the symptoms, and if got tested, probably be a much higher percentage. And there are different types of sleep apnea, correct? That's correct. There's obstructive sleep apnea, which is the most common one and the one that they can treat most easily. Then there's central sleep apnea, which tends to be uh, more of a neurological problem where the signals of the brain don't operate properly, and even though you don't have any obstruction of the airway, you still stop breathing. And then they call the third one complex where you treat the obstructive sleep apnea, and now you have a central sleep apnea. So those are the three main types. In, in dealing with these, why do they, they occur uh, what What is actually, and maybe we should go right back, back to the basics, what's actually happening when sleep apnea takes place? Well, let's focus specifically on obstructive sleep apnea. Sure. Because the central is much more complex and nothing that I can really coordinate care on. Uh, obstructive sleep apnea, let's take a simple situation. CPR. Somebody goes down on the ground and you're supposed to do heart compressions. And you're also supposed to tilt the chin up so that the airway opens up. And now let's take that into the sleep situation. Person has the jaw is retruded so the airway is sort of closed. And they have an obstructive sleep apnea. Bring the lower jaw down and forward as if you opening them up for CPR, and all of a sudden, there's no obstruction. There's an open airway. So sometimes giving them a CPAP machine or any of the equivalent machines will get enough air to go in there that whatever is blocking the airway is overcome. 
And sometimes you don't need to go to that degree because a nighttime device will hold your jaw in that forward position and allow you to breathe properly. When somebody uses a CPAP machine, what type of sleep apnea? Is that obstructive? That would be for obstructive. Okay. Got it. And what exactly is that machine doing? It's providing air with a little bit of pressure in there. Okay. So whatever is going on with the, the throat muscles that maybe you know might block the airway uh, because they're relaxing, it's making sure that the air gets through, forces the air through. That's correct. It, I wouldn't say forces, but mm. puts a gentle pressure in there. Gotcha. Yeah, just make sure it make sure it just uh, it gets it gets past the you know it, even using the word blockage <laughs> it sounds you know pretty strong. Uh, yeah, and it is a, it, the airway, I guess, is blocked, but it's your 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 muscles doing it temporarily, intermittently. Right. Well, the definition of CPAP is continuous positive airway pressure. Mm. Okay. So it's just overcoming a small obstruction. So it's putting in enough pressure to compensate for that. Gotcha. And where you come in as an orthodontist, you can make a device or I guess it has to be fit for somebody to make yes. sure that that obstruction doesn't take place? No, what we're doing is we make a device so that when they put it in the mouth, it positions the lower jaw down and forward to open up the airway. And at the same time, it has to be designed so that the teeth don't move. So you wake up in the morning, and all of a sudden, your wisdom teeth that were never removed have moved a little bit or something else, and you're not able to close your mouth the way you used to. So, yes, you're breathing well at night, but you can't chew during the day. So... When an orthodontist makes a sleep device, they have to make sure that it achieves the proper jaw position and we don't change your bite. Now, very often, though, what we'll do is by correcting the position of your teeth, then we get your jaws into a better position and sometimes you don't even need your sleep apnea device anymore. Wow. Okay. So... Typically, how long, and everybody, every situation is different, how long does it take to sleep with that device so, uh, you know, things things change? Um, with many of the sleep apnea devices that are made properly, it's just a matter of a few days because if your jaw is in the right position and everything is balanced properly, you're good to go as long as you can adapt to it. If you don't have a tremendous gag reflex or sensitivity to anything foreign in the mouth, you adapt very quickly to this. That's I'm fascinated. I'm fascinated. So just by having the device in your mouth and I guess sleeping, you know, a few nights or a week, whatever, or maybe longer, it depends. Um, you just, uh, just by having that in there, your the position of your mouth, your jaw just normally changes, and then you don't need it anymore. Well, no, you need to maintain that position unless you have orthodontics to change your bite, so that's your permanent position. Gotcha. Okay, understood. Now, with children and sleep apnea, how is that often? How is it? Is it 
how is it diagnosed? I got to believe that's a little bit tougher for kids. Well, yeah, children, first of all, are treated very differently because a lot of times uh, they have a very narrow mouth and they need a palate expansion to help increase the airway. But there's articles that you can search on the Internet that will show you that it's a well-known fact that many children who are diagnosed as ADHD are actually sleep apnea and sleep-deprived, and the behavior is just because they're not sleeping properly. And when they're, put on, when they're tested for sleep apnea, they come back like, yes, they have it. And from an orthodontist, orthopedist, uh, dental facial orthopedics type of position, widening the palate and correcting the jaw position again will make a tremendous difference in them. Wow, that's got to be life-changing when, when it's, it's determined properly what's actually going on there. I can't imagine being misdiagnosed, your child with ADHD, but it's because they're not sleeping properly. Wow. Well, I think the problem again is that we don't have enough coordination of all the available services so that uh, not everybody thinks automatically, oh, could this child be having sleep apnea? Um, no one ever spoke to their dentist and found out what type of a mouth they have. Mm. Uh, coordinated care is something that we should really have much more of. A hundred percent. And that's what we're learning today in, in this conversation. Uh, complex sleep apnea. What exactly is that? Well, that's when the obstructive sleep apnea is solved, and now you find out that that was the more dominant, and you really have a central sleep apnea problem, which is the nerves. So with the central sleep apnea, you stop sleeping because your brain is not sending signals out properly. Now, obstructive sleep apnea, you have an inadequate airway. So you take care of the obvious, which is the inadequate airway, and now you find out that you also have a central sleep apnea, so that becomes complex. So essentially what you can help with from an orthodontic standpoint would be obstructive sleep apnea? Correct. Got it. Okay. Do you find... Well, okay. How are you diagnosed? How is somebody diagnosed with sleep apnea? Do they have to go to a sleep study? Um, how is that, before they get to you, what takes place? Or do they just go to you and say, hey, I'm not sleeping well, I think I have sleep apnea? No, well, I prefer that they have a diagnosis from a physician. Now, a lot of physicians do use sleep centers, but the quality of the home testing machines has gotten very good, so hmm. uh, very often they'll go home with it. They don't have to get into a strange environment and sleep there for a night, and it's like it's not their bed, and they can't sleep. So how can you properly diagnose a sleep problem when they can't sleep? Exactly. <laughs> wow. Uh, amazing how many of us don't even know. I would not even know that an appliance could be uh, placed in your mouth that could uh, improve your sleep, and there's probably so many people walking around that don't realize that they have sleep apnea. They just think that, ah, I'm not a great sleeper. It's just another bad night. 
You know, maybe every once in a while they have a decent night and don't realize that it's sleep apnea that's going on there. Well, I think a lot of times with sleep apnea, the if they have a companion in the bed, they say, you woke up, it sounded like you were choking, you stopped breathing. And at that point, someone says, this is getting scary, let's get you to a physician and get you diagnosed. Uh, a lot of people will snore at night, and that doesn't mean they have sleep apnea. Mm -hmm. But again, uh, majority of the time, you start with a physician, and whether you say, I woke up, I felt I was choking, or someone says, you scared the daylights out of me. I thought you were dying on me, you know. But wow. again, someone has to make a decision. Something is out of place and has to be uh, diagnosed from somewhere. Would you say that what we're referring to, the obstructive sleep apnea, is that the, the most common type? Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Wow. Uh, learning a lot here today. Um, and it can, it can affect anybody, any age, doesn't matter? That's correct. We already talked about children who have been misdiagnosed with ADHD. So you watch your television ads, it goes all the way through any age after that. So we're talking about these types of orthodontic appliances. Why don't we pivot over for, for just a moment to the other types? Now, Invisalign is one of them. Uh, clear aligners is, is one of them as well. Uh, what are some of the things, and especially uh, teens, uh, and, and uh, you know, I know my daughter had one at, uh, I want to say, 12, um, maybe right around there, 11. Um, what, what should we keep in mind when it comes to those types of uh, dental appliances? Well, it depends on whether it's removable but still providing a special function. So sometimes you have what's called a biplate, which will help make the uh, distance between the upper front teeth and the bottom front teeth greater because a child might be biting the roof of their mouth, which is not an ideal situation. Sometimes it has an expander in it. So removable appliances are very vast in terms of what their function is. Um, now, clear aligners, which Invisalign is the first name known for it, and there are now over 200 brands out there, uh, they're moving teeth while you're wearing them. But it's a question of whether you want to start only when all the adult teeth are in, or some people think it's better to let their children start wearing these things when they're younger and still have baby teeth. My personal preference is we all get burnt out. We're tired of wearing masks. We're tired of other things. So if a child has to wear invisible aligners at a young age and then they need more correction at an older age, they may burn out. And then instead of avoiding braces, they have to have braces. Right. When you say burnout, is that, are you referring to, they just get to the point where it's like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to wear this. Exactly. Yeah. And that would, that would describe my daughter, and now she's 15, and uh, she wore it for a period of time, and now she's feeling that I, I might need to wear it again. Well, guess what? It's, it's almost like a reset, I would imagine, um, because her teeth well, are different now. It depends. I mean, sometimes people still use what's called a night brace or a face bow, um, and 
there are better ways of doing what those achieve, but those are very effective devices. Um, depends on what your daughter had. If your daughter had invisible aligners, then that's a whole different story. But yeah. in this office, we have the philosophy. I will look at patients and say, I'm wearing corrective lenses daytime for a lifetime for my best vision. And when you're done with your braces or when you're done with your invisible aligners, we recommend retainers nighttime for a lifetime. And we make mm. it very clear from the start how it's a commitment. But it's also a benefit because you'll hear of many people who say, hey, uh, I have to wear a night guard because I grind my teeth. And I say, well, when we straighten your teeth out and you wear these simple retainers at night, you won't need a night guard. So it all goes together. What's the difference between, and that's, she did wear something at night. What's the difference between a night guard and a night retainer? A night guard is supposed to protect your teeth because you're grinding your teeth at night. Ah, okay. A night retainer is just supposed to hold teeth where they are, and there are many different designs on that. I never even considered, and I've heard about grinding teeth, but I never considered that it could get to the point where it's so impactful that you have to wear protection for it. Well, um, many years ago when dentures were much more common than they are today, you would have patients who had a full upper denture and had some bottom front teeth. Then all of a sudden you'd see them and the bottom teeth were getting shorter and shorter because they were grinding against the upper denture teeth, which were very often porcelain, and the patients were grinding their teeth at night. So you can do tremendous damage from grinding your teeth. People wake up, they have a cracked tooth, they wonder what oh, happened. Wow. You, you were grinding your teeth. Never even considered that. <clears throat> How impactful that is. Oh, my gosh. Um, when it comes to clear aligners... Like Invisalign, I would imagine that might be one of them. Uh, is there one better than the other, uh, or are they pretty much similar? No, you have very comprehensive invisible aligners. Uh, Invisalign would be at the top of the line because they have been there the longest and they make the most innovations. And then there are many other brands that are equally good, put out by a lot of the orthodontic bracket companies. Uh, I really don't want to start going through all of the different brands. Sure. But they allow you to, uh, they allow the orthodontist with proper design to actually do as much or more than you could with braces alone. Uh, some of the other brands out there can't do any of the complex things that the top quality aligners can understood okay so it's not a it's not a situation where it's just a brand name and everybody does gravitate to it because it's it's become you know the the q-tip if you will as opposed to the cotton swab we right. refer to it as invisalign exactly it really is that much more advanced and what i'm gathering from you because of that technology and the development and the research they put into it to be number one it can move your teeth faster and uh, get the job done maybe better, better than the other ones. Yes. Um, I've worked with some of the other companies, and they just do not have 
the they don't even allow the design to go to the degree of correction that I, as an orthodontist, would be looking for. Wow. You know, great to learn that because, again, we just gravitate as a consumer to Invisalign. Might request it, ask, you know, for that appliance as opposed to another one, only because of the name. But there really is a reason that uh, they are as big as they are. Interesting. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> coming from coming from a professional like you that, uh, you know, now it's clear why that uh, why they're they're on top of the stack any other thoughts on on aligners that uh we should be mindful of if we're considering or if we if we're it's suggested by a doctor or dentist to uh to get them well the first thing is what is your goal <clears throat> sorry <clears throat> because if you're just looking to straighten out a few teeth that's wonderful but a lot of times people think, oh, I'll straighten out my gaps on the top front. And now, because you didn't use an orthodontist and didn't do the full job, possibly because you did one of these do-it-yourself systems, mm -hmm. the front teeth have no spaces, but now you've got spaces on the side teeth or the back teeth. So that's a challenge. So when you do the design, it really should be with an orthodontist, because their goals is much more complex than that of what a general dentist might be doing, with exceptions. There are many general dentists who are masters of everything as opposed to jacks of all trade. So I don't want to underrate them, but as a general rule, the orthodontist is looking for a much higher level of uh, correction. And for me, very often, we will do what's called hybrid, meaning we have some braces in the back of the mouth and Invisalign or equally good invisible aligners around the rest of the mouth, and we get the best of both. So I've always wondered, can you, can you use Invisalign if you've had braces in the past? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Those are the patients who very often are the best candidates. It's like you have a running start, a head start to uh, straight teeth. Well, number one, they already know what it's like to walk around with braces in the mouth. And so they realize that the choice is something attached to the teeth or something removable. And they're probably 20 years or older, so they know they don't want to go back to braces. And they're in the social world, so they're very good um, orientation towards this approach. Gotcha. Uh, learning a lot today. Really appreciate it. If somebody has any more questions, now you are Little Neck, Queens, New York. That's where you're based out of. So, you know, we're talking about patients in, 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 in the vicinity, the, the New York metro area. Um, we're 500 feet from the Nassau County line. So okay. we have Great Neck, Floral Park, Little Neck, Douglaston. But, uh, Years ago, it was not unusual for a person to travel all the way from Suffolk County to Manhattan because that was the specialist that would best take care of their problems. So Little Neck is not too inaccessible for most people. Sure. Yeah, it's a quick ride, especially considering 
if you want it done right and uh, you want that personal attention that your office offers, uh, the Magic Touch Orthodontist, the Magic Touch or Magic Touch Orthodontist.com is the website. Um, it's www.magictouchorthodontist.com. Beautiful. And uh, what's your phone number? Best way to reach you? 718-229-5924. And we have a 24-hour day answering service that most of the time is able to give you an appointment. Dr. Spontoff, thank you for being here today. Appreciate all the the, the information. This is a, a learning process. And wow, I mean, somebody... Somebody may be listening and realize, wait a minute, I could be sleeping a lot better and had no idea that it could be from a, a dental appliance to uh, achieve better sleep. Truly appreciate it, and uh, look forward next time we get together. My pleasure. Looking forward to it, too. We'll be right back. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. 